What is good, everyone? This is Season 3, Episode 6, and this one is called Protection Against the Satanic Bloodlines. Now, the only thing I did not add in this segment is the fact of technology. We're not going to focus on that right now, because... At this very moment, we don't have the technology to fight back. Not to worry, we will very soon in in the near future. When that time comes, then we'll discuss about that more in detail. But for this, we're going to talk about what we do have of what we are able to utilize. No, it's been a while since you all have heard from me. It's been a couple months. Been getting things taken care of over here. What I do outside of this podcast is protect, preserve small to mid-sized businesses against the kingdom of darkness. And I prosper them for the kingdom of God. And this is very, very important to me. This is my purpose in life. One of my purposes And it is a global investment enterprise, so this is worldwide. It is stationed in the United States. There is also a base in the UK as well as Netherlands, so it is expanding. And all the reason why I've not been on and getting it all set and ready together, plus as well as learning more information on what I need to bring to you all to better yourselves with information that you're able to utilize. So everything that I've spoken about so far is about what's really out there, what's going on, all the information about how things have really been in history and not what has been so-called said. But I didn't really speak about how to take exact action. And that's okay, because you need to have an understanding, the foundation of what you'll be able to then utilize moving forward. It's important for anything. You need to know the basics for whatever you do and whatever you're going to accomplish. With that being said, I want everyone to understand that in order for what I'm telling you to work, Yeshua HaMashiach, who is Jesus Christ our Messiah, okay, he must be your Lord and Savior, or the enemy will be able to steal, kill, and destroy what you've built. I'm not kidding. They will be able to do this, even after the satanic bloodlines are executed. Okay? They will have legal authority to do whatever they want to, whether in the physical or the spiritual. Now, if you do this, not exactly step by step, it is important that some and most is done step by step. You can do this. They might be able to not touch you in the physical, but they can touch you in the spiritual. That is a guaranteed fact. If you don't believe it, get off this podcast right now. Because you're not going to believe a word what I'll tell you. Moving forward. 
I'm, I'm not here for people like that. I'm here for people that want to understand how to do the best that they are able to and be successfully protected. But if you still don't care and you still want to move forward with the information that I have and you don't want to believe Yeshua as your Lord and Savior, you know that's your choice. But at the end of the day, what I said is going to happen. Whether you believe it or not, what goes around comes around. And no, that's not physics. That's just reality. But to give a brief on the history, I know that I've spoke about it on my other podcasts, but this is a little bit more in-depth and has more information that I did not cover because it's what's going to help in order to understand how to move forward. Now, with that being said, we're going to focus more so on recent history, starting with the Rothschilds, than the seed of Satan, who's been around for thousands of years, ever since Cain. Cain was not part of the seed of Satan, but he partook after he left Adam and Eve. Then it went into how Noah and his sons were after the flood that Ham is the ancestor for nation Israel, not nation state Israel, nation Israel of the Old Testament. Shem and Japheth, they are the ones that have been at war and of course have been wanting to destroy the people, the body of Christ, and everything that is Yeshua. So to give a little bit of perspective, Ashkenaz is one of the descendants of Japheth, very early descendant. Hence the reason Ashkenazi Jews. Okay, Ashkenazi Jews are from Babylon. Now, they performed the rituals throughout history before there was even Judaism. To make it clear, Judaism does not come from nation Israel. Old Testament nation Israel did not practice Judaism. They worshipped the one true living God for a little bit, but then they turned to idolatry. They then turned to Judaism when they were captured and conquered by Babylon. Babylon was, a, was actually what started Judaism, the Talmud and the Mishnah, and the Gevurah and other documents. So, moving up to the Rothschilds, you know, when they came to power, was because of Mayor Amschel Rothschild. His last name was Bauer, but then when he got involved with the seat of Satan, changed his last name to Rothschild, was, which was German for Red Shield. Excuse me, what? which is German for Red Shield. Now, they became friends with the royal families. They intermingled with them, and they took control of their money. Okay. As I previously stated in 
the Rothschild podcast, they branched out to Austria, Italy, France, and England, besides Germany. And once they had control of these money supplies and royal families, that's when they exchanged it for paper currency. Now, they're not the first to start paper currency. The Chinese are. Ancient China, actually, thousands of years ago, and I can't remember which dynasty, but they started paper currency, which is only as good as what backs it up. But at the end of the day, it's not real money. It's just a form of a loan. So what they did after taking control of those two things, they destabilized kingdoms through war. Hence the reason why you see the wars throughout the 17, 18, 1900s in Europe and a bit of America as well. They created democracies for corporate governance. Now, corporate governance didn't start until about the 1300s. Now, this was started, corporations were started in England. The UK is the democracy name. England was the kingdom name. So England started them the corporations in the 1300s. When 1666 happened, yes, this is very important year, the Rothschilds and the other satanic bloodlines, they created the Black Plague to, der to burn down most of London. Okay, you'll see in history... You're not going to really exactly see the satanic bloodlines created the, creating the Black Plague, but, you know, they always send out plagues and viruses and whatnot. But on the internet, you'll even find on Google that most to almost all of London was burned down. They say it's because some bakery was caught on fire. No, it was to burn down the Black Plague doing this. was the Sesti Qui V Act of 1666 that used Emperor Justinian's method. Okay, what this did was it created the individual dead at sea and separating the living man or woman for all people's wealth to be transferred into trusts. Thereby controlling the people to work for money in a debt usury system. The Founding Fathers of the United States, they knew about this, and they fought their way out of London. And this fight took place up until Abraham Lincoln. Abraham Lincoln was a lawyer, and he worked for the Crown, and he was a businessman. Okay? In 1861... Not 1871. 1861 is when corporate governance took place and took power. That's where then all wars after, so from the Civil War up until present day with America, all those wars, and I'm just speaking based upon America for this, 
All those wars have been orchestrated by the satanic bloodlines. Now, the satanic bloodlines have orchestrated wars for thousands of years, but to create the actual world government, the one world government, they had to start taking land in other places. This was a slow process because, you know, the original time that Lucifer tried to do this failed because God created multiple languages. So that, it was about the French Revolution is when the Rothschilds started orchestrating the wars between countries in order to destabilize and crush those kingdoms to create them into democracies. Uh, Federal Reserve in 1933 started debt usury system in the United States after the gold and silver were devalued. And then in 1933, gold was being was confiscated. It wasn't technically confiscated. It was stolen. And it wasn't towards the effect of everyone, but they pushed it out as in everyone had it to give up their gold. It was actually only for federal employees, not for the entire country. But they deceived people and made or well, influenced people to believe that it was the entire country. Now that we have history on this, this is now going to be effective. And the history that I've shown, even though I talked about America, it, it's with all countries that have a corporate governance. There's very few that are, that are out of that. But most are still in a corporate governance. And because of such, they create CPR, which is a citizen, a person, or a resident. A citizen, person, or resident, this is something that is a part of a municipality. There's certain words that are changed between law and legal. The law is not legal. The legal system is what's created by the seed of Satan. It is the kingdom of darkness on their system, on how they run things. Now, of course, you're going to ask, you know, then what would I be then? Well, I'll tell you that in just a second. For now, you need to understand law. Law is land, air, and water. I'm not going to go into depth about what law does what, how you're able to protect yourself in court based upon this specific law and that. No, I'm not here for that. I'm here to tell you the basic essentials, the foundation of what needs to happen. So, when reclaiming your estate and birthright status, you are brought out of being dead at sea. You then rescind your contracts with the corporate governance, this which being the law of air, okay, to be brought to the land and soil. Another thing that you also do is, is you do revocation of election to pay taxes. 
and revocation of voting. And all kinds of registrations need to be removed without a doubt. Now, unless you're, for example, in commerce, traffic laws are only for commerce. No matter where you go, that's how it is. Mainly Western world, which includes Europe. So what that means is, of course, you would need a driver's license. If you're driving privately, you don't need a driver's license. I'm going to talk about this briefly, but what I'm going to do is going to pause right here, hear a word from our sponsor, and we'll be right back. All right, welcome back, everyone. Glad you stayed tuned in in order to know what you need to do on how to protect yourself against the satanic bloodlines. Now, what I'm speaking about works everywhere, no matter where you're at. And the reason I say this is because I'm not giving specifics on how to actually do this. One, because I only know for myself how to take care of it in America. For other countries, I'm not sure how that process actually works other than recording the documents that reclaims your state and birthright status. It is the same concepts, but because I'm not familiar with other countries, that's why I'm not explaining how it works in America, nor in other countries. Just that this concept is the same thing everywhere. Now, this next part, when I talk a little bit about it, I'm not going to go in depth, but you need to know about it. Okay, this is because we have a trust account. So this is becoming a creditor. So when you're out of the system, you're on the land and soil, you become a creditor. Not right away. Doesn't mean you can access your trust account right away. I'm still learning it myself. Others are still learning it. But this trust account is the credit system that the satanic bloodlines and their puppets and others utilize, those that actually aren't a part of it, that are fighting it. Those that are actually fighting the satanic bloodlines and the evil are very far and few between. They have not publicized it. Because if the wrong person becomes a creditor, can jack up the whole entire process of bringing the enemy down. And we don't need to do that. <laughs> no. So, essentially it means paperwork is filed with the court to seize back your trust account. But you only want to learn about this. How to accomplish it. How to do it. Only when you learn when your estate and birthright status are reclaimed. And even then, you're going to need to know the law and how to utilize that to your advantage against the kingdom of darkness, the satanic bloodlines, and all the abominations before you even learn how to be a creditor. How good is what you have if you can't even protect it? <laughs> 
So, that's why you want to work for yourself. Let's start there. Now, what this means is that you'll want to have a passport. So, the passport is for private transportation. Now, each country identity is different, but it's essentially being sovereign slash independent. So, you're not a citizen, not a person, you're not residents, because those are connected to the system. You're sovereign, okay? Independent, or anything similar such as being a son of God or a daughter of God. Now, what you want to do is you want to create a trust for ultimate protection. You want to know your country and or state laws on trusts. This is so that way you effectively execute the trust so you have the utmost protection. Having the utmost protection is very important. If you want to do what you want to do without having the enemy come after you. Now, when it is successfully executed... Even when you're on the land and soil, the only way a trust can be broken, the only way that you would end up imprisoned or executed yourself is if you were to steal, kill, or destroy someone and or their property. So what you want to do when you are in private business, you want to dissolve your corporation, your LLC, your limited partnership, or whatever it is that's connected to the corporate system. By doing so, for right now, you still would need a tax ID number, one form or another, in order to have a bank account. But that doesn't mean you pay taxes when you send in your letter of revocation of election to pay taxes. So for those outside of the United States for America, for those inside the United States of America, I can send you to Anavon Wright's in order to do your reclaim on estate and birthright status. But for everyone else, you're going to need to find someone that understands the constitution of their of your country and or state, as well as someone that is a recording secretary or the equivalent of being a secretary, which would be a notary, someone that actually helps those reclaim their estate and birthright status, they will help through the process. But when it comes to a trust, for the time being, people need a tax ID number to have a bank account. I am looking for that information on which banks do not require 
a tax ID to have a bank account for a trust. That being said, when it comes to a contract, there's only five elements of that document that need to be there. You don't need to have the whole legalese, the legal mumbo-jumbo, none of these UCC codes, statutes, rules, regulations in said country or whatever. You just need these five things. So, for example, if someone committed fraud, yeah, you're going to go to prison for that. Now, that being said, the five elements are offer, acceptance, consideration, meeting of the minds, which is including full disclosure. And now, meeting of the minds, what that means is you are sitting down with whoever you have an agreement with, where both of you understand and are getting ready to accept it. Now, it doesn't mean that the acceptance is going to take place at that agreement and understanding of that meeting, that negotiation. But it does mean that in that meeting, that negotiation, both of you need to be on the same page, need to be on board, disclose everything. When you don't disclose everything, that contract is, has no value. That individual who was defrauded was not disclosed of what happened or what was a part of what they needed to know. That individual has rights in order to sue you, imprison you, I don't see people really doing that in this day and age. Only the corporations that are linked to the satanic bloodlines and those that are just greedy to begin with. So that's why it's very important. Full disclosure must be present when negotiating or in the meeting. That's why the meeting of the minds. And course number five, you want it signed by two living, sentient beings. So, for example, if you sign a contract with a bank, they are committing fraud because, I'm not going to get into the, the whole details how it's fraud, but you need, if you need, a, say, a $250,000 loan for a house, you need to have $250,000 for them to give you a loan. And when you sign, an, sign that contract, you're the only one that's signing. So they have not only committed fraud, but they have broken the contract because you're the only one signing it. Because you don't have a banker signing that contract. Now, if like, for example, you get TV service or phone service or some sort of service agreement where you wanted to get that and they're providing that service to you 
and you are the only one that signs off, yeah, you know, you're going to have to follow through. You're going to have to pay what you said you wanted to pay. That doesn't mean that that individual has, the other individual that's providing the service needs to also sign off as well, because it is a service. But as in a contract of being provided one thing to another, of physical value, for example, acquisitions of a business, one individual to another, the transfer of that, both parties need to sign. Now, before you even think about doing a contract with someone, before you think about setting up a trust, you need to have a business plan and timeline, which is the same thing as a pro forma, before conducting business. And there's not a set way of how your business plan has to look. You do have to have the basics, though. Basics would be the areas of activities for the business, the main service, if there's a secondary service, who you're servicing or providing to, you know, your purpose, your vision, your mission, that kind of stuff. There's more, more than just that. But it doesn't have to be a specific way, just as long as the basics are there. Now, this part is very important. You want to know the law which of course does pertain to land, air, and water. But when it comes to focusing on how physical evidence must be provided to bring you or someone else to court, it's why it's difficult to bring down the bloodlines. They leave no evidence. It's the reason why the whole court legal system presumes you to be presumes you to have done a crime as in guilty until proven innocent. That's how the court system works. That's how the legal system is. They talk about how, oh, you're innocent until proven guilty. That's a lie. It's a complete lie. <laughs> so with that being said, someone bring you or they summoned you to court. You need to do. You need to send in certain paperwork, of course. But at the end of the day, you do not have to show up unless there's a warrant for your arrest. That includes evidence to you committing that crime of stealing, killing, or destroying another individual and/or their property. But when it comes to it, you don't. What you need to do is you need to fire any attorneys or any equivalent to what they're called in your country. Do not accept any plea bargains. And you need to be competent. When you fulfill those three things, even though they can throw you in jail for a specific amount of time. It's not like a year. It's usually a month, maybe a couple months, three months at max. But when you fulfill those three things, they can't do anything to you. 
they have to fulfill on their end that because you are competent, you did not request an attorney, that you're standing for yourself, and that you're not agreeing to any pleas or bargains by them because they want you to get into a contract. So when you do those three things, having no attorney or anything equivalent to it, having nothing to do with any pleas or bargains with them, and being of sound mind, it's another way of saying, of being competent, they cannot do anything. So with that being said, keep your mouth shut. Do not open your mouth to talk about anything. When you make a phone call, you better make it to someone who knows the law. Because they're going to tell you to keep your mouth shut. They're going to tell you what you need to do. You leave it at that. Don't be calling and talking to family unless you're telling them where you're at. And that you're okay. Other than that, you speak about anything that has has to do with the case. You basically signed your own jail sentence. Your imprisonment. So keep your mouth shut. When they are trying to convict you of charges that do not exist. You'll be fine. So, same way applies for all of us that as we are sovereign sons and daughters of God, a living man or a living woman, so we must not steal, kill, or destroy another individual and or their property. Okay? With that being said, I leave you with one book to start. It's called Asset Protection, Pure Trust Organizations by David E. Robinson. David E. Robinson, he's in the United States, so most of his books are going to pertain to what, you know, how to use the law and all that stuff in America, but his book, Asset Protection, Pure Trust Organizations, still has the effect of being utilized globally. Yes, globally. Well, that being said, I want to leave you all off with a couple things. Besides that book. First and foremost. Is in Matthew 5.37. This is Yeshua. Speaking. He says. But let your communication be. Yea, yea, nay, nay. For who Whosoever is more than these cometh of evil. Basically saying, 
let your yes be yes and your no be no. Don't change up what you've already agreed to. When you do that, you speak just like the evil one. Not saying you are, not saying you are a part of him, but that you are like. And then, of course, which is in James. Chapter 5, verse 12. But above all things, my brethren, swear not, neither by heaven, neither by the earth, neither by any other oath. But let your yea be yea, and your nay be nay, lest ye fall into condemnation. We're not to take oaths. We're not to swear upon the eyes of God or anything else. Just say that you will do what you'll do, but if you're not going to do what you're not going to do, just say no. I've dealt with people that said yes, backed out on their word. It's going to happen in life. But to work with people that will prove that what they say is what they will follow through on, that is what builds character. That being said, I appreciate everyone listening in. I'm glad you all decided to stay tuned in and waiting for this recent podcast to come out. I do hope that this will be beneficial for everyone that listens, does take heed and consideration, and takes action. If you don't take action after this, I can tell you right now, it's going to be useless for you listening into the rest of my podcasts. Because I'm here to help people not just first understand what's happening, but to take action as well. But if you just want to listen, you still want to listen, that's fine. But don't complain to anybody about why you don't receive anything. Faith without works is dead. This is how it is. It's how reality is. You can't come in and expect to be given rewards for something you didn't even do in, in the beginning. That's, that's not how it works. You have to perform the work that you've done to receive those benefits and rewards. So again, you're all awesome. Stay tuned in. We'll be coming with more useful, proactive information that you'll be able to take action on. So until then, peace out.